0: to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies in the tennis world. Today is Wednesday, March 20th, and we are coming off of a rainy Tuesday, so not many big results to bring to you, but we've got a lot of fun tennis to talk about joining me on today's podcast you know he's gotten to work with other people now that we've got this mini break going every day and I got a little jealous so I had to ask him if he would come on today it is former four-star tennis recruiting.net player a cracked rackets writer and someone who Max Rothman properly coined Matt cracks to Koyak what is up welcome back to the mini break
1: Groskin what's going on man good to hear you again buddy and I just have to say man The month of March is great for tennis, isn't it? I mean, we get Indian Wells, now we're rolling into Miami. So much tennis, such good, high-quality tennis. I love it.
0: Well, obviously, your enthusiasm is contagious, so I can't disagree with you after that take. I would say getting today's rain delay, having a chance to catch my breath, kind of look at the results, think of who are the guys I want to watch, who are the women I want to watch, what are the best matchups in the first round I should be watching, it was nice to get a day to do that, and I think that's why today's conversation is going to be so fun. But as you mentioned, between these two Masters events, all of the challenger tennis, all of the you know transition tour hoopla, whatever's going on on tennis Twitter, it seems to be getting more ridiculous every day. You know, the college world, of course, is in full steam. I agree with you. This is a great month for tennis.
1: Yeah, yeah, it couldn't be better. I mean, everything's rolling right now. Like you said, professional, college. Uh, juniors transition to our <laughs> challengers, everything, man. Uh, Gotta love it.
0: This is proof that you love tennis, that you mentioned juniors in that statement. But with that being said, let, let's start talking tennis because there's a lot to cover. As we mentioned, there was a lot of rain on Tuesday. They didn't get to play any of the qualifying matches. And so we don't have complete draws. We would have loved to save the draw preview when we know where the qualifiers were going, who's matching up with who. Uh, since we're not going to be able to do that, we still want to do our draw preview today. And a number I want to start for you, Matt, because it's crazy. There are 54 matches scheduled to be played tomorrow between qualifying, main draw, singles, doubles. So there's a lot of tennis to talk about, and uh, let's preview these draws. Let's let's start with the women's side. Uh, the first-round matchup I want to circle right away because I think this is fascinating. Two wild cards in this event. Uh, Coco Gauff taking on Katie McNally round one. That is a blockbuster match of young American tennis talent.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the future of Americans women women's tennis, isn't it? Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. Two, obviously, super young players. They don't really have experience at this level, you know, in a, in a Masters 1000 or uh, WTA Premier event. So, you know, we'll see if there's any nerves there. And, you know, it's probably just going to come down to, like I said, who can hold their nerve better because they just don't have experience. I mean, we don't really have much to, to go off of, you know, like predicting this match. I mean, we could go back to, you know, ITF junior results and things like that. But, you know, at the professional level, it's a little bit scarce with these two. But obviously, I'm very excited to watch it. Uh, we'll be seeing a lot more of these two, you know, over the years. So it should be a good little preview of what's to come.
0: I think my counterpoint to you, and of course I have to start with a counterpoint, I mean these are two former Grand, uh, Junior Grand Slam champions, they have played at the biggest stages, so I don't think anything will intimidate that them now, of course, that they have to play one another, I'm sure they know each other pretty well, they know each other's game, that of course sucks, that's an added uh, wrinkle into the match that will certainly add to their nerves, but you look at the opportunity for them in that section of the draw, uh, Daria Castaquina, the number 14 seed there, coming off of a first round loss at Indian Wells. Who's to say there isn't an opportunity for one of them to get, you know, whoever wins that match, get an upset, and then you're staring down at, you know, Venus Williams plays a qualifier round one, and then she would have to knock out Carla Suarez Navarro, the number 24 seed as well. But just a fascinating little portion of the draw. One I'll definitely be keeping my eyes on. What are are you looking at, Matt?
1: Um, really, (laughs) it's funny because on the women's side, and I talk about this a lot. It's so unpredictable. I mean, it seems like week to week, you know, somebody's getting the hot hand. Uh, Obviously, with Andreescu coming off of the the Indian Wells title, I'm going to be watching her to see if she can follow it up at all. There's a possible second round matchup with uh, Sophia Kennan there, Young American. So I'd love to see that matchup. Um, But again, when it comes to the seeded players, I'm looking for somebody like Arena uh, Sabalenka to break through. I really love her game. You know, nine seed at this event. I think she can really do some damage. Um, we'll see what kind of form Osaka's in after after a tough Indian Wells for her. Obviously, as the one seed. You know, you just look at the draw, and it's there's so many good players all over the place. What about Madison Keys? I mean, we haven't really seen her be that successful this year yet. Hopefully she could get something going. Um you know but we'll see man i mean uh, another tournament-
0: play well sorry to cut you off another player i would throw in that mix as well victoria azarenka now she's not a young talent she's obviously someone we're very familiar with but you look at her portion of the draw sybil Kova, first round then she would match up with number 19 seed. and you know sybil is not exactly the easiest match that will be a tough level but caroline garcia the number 19 seed lost to jennifer brady first round indian wells uh you know it's a long layoff between now and then now azarenka of course lost to serena i think second round indian wells but that was such a high level match obviously it's so difficult to beat serena so not trying to take anything away from azarenka she showed a very nice level and i just think she's another player you have to watch as you mentioned pet i don't know if you mentioned her but petra Kvitova, another name caroline Wozniaki, all of these names it really is wide open and that's why it is so fascinating now i i guess you mentioned andrescu what are your thoughts on her potentially repeating in this event you think that's at all feasible
1: well, I, let's pump the brakes on that just for a little bit. I mean, she obviously has the skill to do it, but I just don't know if she's going to have the stamina or the gas in the tank after such a such a great run. I mean, just emotionally, you know, forget the physical part of it. Mentally, I mean, is she going to be able to rebound, you know, quickly and jump right back into another premier event? I, I don't know, man. I mean, we'll see. I like her draw, you know. Kerber's obviously tough that would be in the third round if how fun would that out. be they'd get a I mean, rematch be, of
0: the final in the third round
1: yeah it would it would be great I mean I'd love to see that but are we if we do get that match again do you think the quality is gonna be just as good as it was in that final because I'm not so sure about that I just don't know you know mentally, if both players are going to be able to come off that and just pick up right where they left off. I don't know.
0: Maybe. Well, it's also a brand new facility. We have to keep that in mind. We don't know how these courts are playing. A lot of these factors are going to be things, you know, for Andrescu, given how slow those Indian Wells courts, and I've mentioned that so many times over the past two weeks, I'm sorry for letting it slip into a Miami podcast. It it played right to her favor. You know, she had time to set on balls to really go after second serves, to play elevation tennis and slow things down, buy herself time when needed. I'm not sure if these Miami courts are going to be playing a little bit faster, but you have to imagine they are. And for Andrescu, whose legs have got to be feeling it after a run like that in Indian Wells, yeah, you wonder physically is she given that she's what 18, 19 years old, is she going to be able to carry that level over another you know week, week and a half span. And then to, to stare down the barrel at Kerber in a round three matchup, that would be horrible. But I guess, you know, rounding up, I, I know it's early, but this is what we do in a preview podcast. There's It's wide open. Give me your finalists and give me who you think is winning the women's side of the draw, Matt.
1: Good Lord, man.
0: Oh, um, and also, if you have any other final thoughts, feel free to throw them in.
1: Okay, so my finalists, I'm going to go with, and and this is going to be a trendy pick for me a lot this year. I'm probably going to keep picking her until until she wins. Uh, but I'm going to go with Sabalenka. I mean, I just wow, I, I love her game. I'm I'm going to pick her coming out of the top half. I think she's got a pretty good draw. The way that it breaks down, there's a possible round of sixteen matchup with Kerber. Uh, but again, Kerber, she's coming off that final. We'll see if she's going to be able to bounce back. She, she could have some tough matches even before that round of 16 matchup. So I'm going to roll with Sabalenka out of the top half and then out of the bottom.
0: Can, can, I, can I just real quick on Sabalenka to your point just to agree with why I think that's a smart call? You look at her losses recently in Dubai. She lost 9-7 in a third set breaker to Benchich. Indian Wells, she loses 13 uh, six, four in the third to Kerber. She's playing a high level of tennis. You know, she lost to Saran or she beat Saranko. She beat Tom Janovic at Indian Wells. Uh, we've certainly seen a high level level from her this year. So I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Um, but sorry, carry on. I just, I, I, I like it. I love, you know, you're always one to go out on a limb. And so I very much agree with that take.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll take Sabalenka out of the top half. And then out of the bottom, I'm going to go with Simona Halep. Ooh. Uh, I just – I think that it's time for her. She's – ever since she, uh, you know, parted ways with Darren Cahill, her coach, things have been a little bit rough for her. But I just think it might be time for her to bounce back a little bit. She's too good of a player, you know, to stay down for that long. And I know her Indian Wells did not go as planned. <sighs> I just – and it's so tough to call the women's game. I mean, I'd love to pick somebody like Sloane Stephens, but my confidence level is just not there at all with with Sloane at this time. So I'm going to go with Halep out of the bottom half. So give me a, a Halep against Sabalenka women's final.
0: And your winner is?
1: My winner is Arena Sabalenka. <laughs> I think she takes out Halep in the final. Oh, man. She's just going to hit her off the court. I mean, that's what Sabalenka does, right? She just blasts balls. She's a physical specimen. She's huge. She's fast. She can hit the crap out of the ball. And, you know, if they get to that point, I think she's just going to let it all out there. She's not going to let anything back. And and Halep is going to play defensively, you know, and that's how she plays. That's great. But give me Sabalenka
0: i love it well i think crap is the closest you've ever come to actually swearing on one of these so i found that also funny um one other match i didn't mention whitney osegway wild card here the young american phenom taking on uh, naomi osaka's sister mary osaka that's a fun match if osegway is able to win that and you have to imagine she enters as the favorite she would take on daniel collins in the second round that would be a spicy match Uh,
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I I, I mean, two Americans. There's Americans all over the place. There's lots of opportunity. Collins, you know, after her phenomenal Australian Open, we haven't seen we haven't said
0: anything about Serena. Not one word.
1: Well, and the, and that's true too, and I think the reason for that is just the way that she left Indian Wells, right? There were a lot of question marks. She had the illness. We didn't know exactly what was going on with her, so that's probably why we haven't mentioned her, I'm guessing, just because there were question marks around that, but obviously if she's feeling better, if she's healthy, you know, she's a threat every single time out. I, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if she won the event. I mean, there there's no way that I could be surprised
0: if she won the event, but
1: uh, it's just hard to say because the last time we saw her, she was
0: retiring. So, You're exactly right. I'm going to look at the bottom half of the draw first. I just don't know if I have enough confidence right now in Stevens or Halep to get the job done on the hard courts. I love the way Pliskova was playing in Indian Wells. I love the way I think she, she lost to Benchich both in Dubai and there. They would have a potential, I think, fourth-round matchup. Bencic is either going to lose first round or make the semifinals. I just haven't decided which way I want to pick it. Ostapenko has a ton of points to defend, and she is in survival mode this weekend. Mm, I'll take Karolina Pliskova. I love it. I love the way she hits through the court. I love how aggressive she can be. She doesn't bend her knees, neither can I. So it's a perfect match. Give me Pliskova on the bottom. And on the top... Uh, do I ride with Kerber again? I really like the Kerber pick, but it's just so hard to keep that level up over a three week span. Yep. Carolina Wozniacki comes in fresh and she hasn't won in a while. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be a little spicy. I'll take Wozniaki on the top, uh, Pliskova on the bottom. Give me a Pliskova title. I would love to see it. I'm such a fan of her game, so I'm going to stick with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like that pick a lot. And I was actually thinking about Pliskova at the bottom as well. Uh, you know, your point about her game is similar to mine about Sabalenka, right? How they, they you know, and that's, I, I do, I enjoy that style of play. And I think, you know, if they're hitting their spots, if they're on, they're going to be unbeatable. So, yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. I think that could happen. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I picked Sabalenka up top because, I, you know, the game styles are very similar there. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Well, then let's move on to the men's side of the draw. As we mentioned, qualifying needs to finish up tomorrow. So we don't know every first round matchup, but there's still a ton of fun stuff to look at. The thing that popped out to me the most right away, a potential Roger Federer, Stan Wawrinka rematch in round three from Indian Wells. Poor Stan, who's playing really good tennis. And we'll see for Roger. Maybe Stan gets him there because, you know, Roger looked tired at the end of that team match. So definitely a fascinating little dynamic to watch.
1: Yeah, it is. It's. It seems like those two have played, you know, uh, even more than just last week. I I I forget when they played last, but you know, I could be completely wrong about that. But I think it's actually good for Roger. I don't know. I just feel like his confidence level against Stan is is so high. And in their Indian Wells match, Roger just had such a clear idea of his game plan and what he wanted to do against Stan, and he just executed it to perfection. That was a masterful match. Because Stan is obviously, I mean, Stan's big time, and he can play huge as well. So I'll definitely be tuning in if we do get that match again. But I think I think Fed has to be a solid favorite if we get to that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't talk about Roger Federer anymore. You know my thoughts on the topic. Yeah, whatever you, you know, I agree with you, sure whatever you say um moving on sorry i'm you know these are the mini you got to
1: def- you got to defer to me man yes. you got to when it comes to Roger please just defer to
0: me <laughs> exactly i get in trouble whenever i say anything cuz i'm just going to end up sounding stupid when he ends up winning this tournament um <laughs> looking at some of the fun first round matchups we've got you know at the top of the draw tomich burdich that's going to be a ton of fun fritz martyr martyr a guy i got to see in person in Stowe uh last year that's a fun matchup and for taylor fritz got you know after the disappointing performance in indian wells you know he'll want to rebound here two guys martyr more of a clay guy so fritz is going to get his chance to dictate a little bit go after some shots fun to watch and then the winner of that gets milos rayonich i would love to see fritz rayonich that's a guaranteed at least one tie break the over-under is one tiebreaks. Um Looking elsewhere, two players from Laver Cup last year, Jeremy Shardy versus Nicolas Jerry, first round. Jerry ended up playing in Phoenix, the challenger. So he comes in with a couple more wins under his belt, and obviously he beat Tiafo in Indian Wells. So a guy with a ton of confidence. And I think Shardy lost first round in Phoenix. So interesting little dynamic there. Um, you, You know, looking at the bottom of the draw, Jason Sung, former uh, number one player in the world from Taipei, uh, plays Jao Sosa. He gets a wild card into this event. It's going to be really fun to see uh, just you know, what what he looks like against the top pros. Cam Nori, Jordan Thompson, that's obviously delicious. Um, you know, what, what else? Oh, and then, of course, at the at the bottom, Kasmenovic, Golbus. Kasmenovic, after the week he had at Indian Wells, you know, so impressive there. Just, again, Matt, so many good matches.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what we get with these masters thousands. That's why they're so much fun. I mean, because it's like a grand slam. Every match from the first round is, is going to be highly entertaining. Uh, You know, it's, it's all the best players in the world. There's no freebies really. I mean, you can't look anywhere really in the draw and just be like, "Yep, that's a guaranteed win. I mean, it just doesn't happen at these events. And, you know, I'm looking at these seeded guys. I mean, guys like Kevin Anderson and Grigor that we didn't get to see in Indian Wells are now in the draw here at Miami. How does Karen Hatchinov recover after his great run at Indian Wells? A guy like Daniil Medvedev. I mean, there's just so many (laughs) – there's just so many good players. It's great, man. I just – I love it. I love it. I mean, Gael Monfils had to pull out of Indian Wells. Is he back ready to go? Because he was playing outstanding. We could get a possible Nisha Nishikori third-round matchup. Who wouldn't want to see that? I think Joker's draw is super tough. He's probably going to have to play Thomas Burdick in the in the second round, I guess. Possibly John Millman, Bautista Agut, and then a Rejnic or Isner. I mean, it's just... Every single match is going to be great, and yeah, for Novak, I mean, as the one seed coming in, I think he's got a tough road. I know he he clearly didn't have the Indian Wells that he wanted to have, and this draw looks even tougher to me. He's going to really have to get on top of his game if he wants to come through here, and I, I mean, I think he can do it, obviously, but man, it's, it's a good-looking draw.
0: I know Max Rothman and Cale Hammond are going to talk a little bit more about this draw tomorrow, and so... Well, I agree with everything you said. I want to leave some things for them. Just some of the matchup-specific stuff, as you mentioned, could get a shapovalov chilich rematch in round three. I love kasmenovic Tiafo as a potential round two, even golbis Tiafo, That's highly entertaining tennis. Zverev and Ferrer. Ferrer always seems to give Zverev a tough time, so that could be cool. Though for Sam Querrey, you've got to win that matchup in round one. Um, You know, as you mentioned, some of the other matchups, it'll be great to see how the catch knobs recover. As you mentioned, Borna a guy who struggled at Indian Wells going out to Ivo Karlovich, you know, he'll want to make a dent here after losing all of those points. And then, as you mentioned, John Isner coming off of his, you know, defending his first master's title of his career, a ton of points on the line for him. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating tournament. I got two questions for you. Give me the seed you think gets knocked out early, and it can be a couple guys if you think a couple guys will, and then give me your finalists and champion.
1: Okay, that's that's a good question. Um, as far as seed losing early... Um... And what are we considering early? Like their first match or within like their first two matches? Yes,
0: before they are not in the round of 16.
1: They're not in the round of 16. Okay, so I think the highest seed, again, that we could see go down would be Marin Cilic, a top 10 seed that match up with Shapovalov in the, that would be the third round. So that would be their second match that's upset alert. Again, you know, uh, Dennis just beat him last week. He knows that game plan. He did serve outstanding in that match. So he he's going to have to play really well. But I would definitely put Chilich on, on early upset alert. And then again, I mean, what about Kenny Shikori? I mean, anytime you see a Nick Kyrgios in your section of the draw, I think there's upset alert. And it depends which Kyrios shows up. We always know that. We talk about it all the time but if if the Nick Kyrgios that wants to win tennis matches shows up then to be completely honest Kenny Shikori will probably lose in the third round.
0: Yeah, well there I think that's an interesting point you looked at a lot of third round. I, I wanted, I'm going to I'm going to look now I, cuz I agree with all of your third round selections. I think those are all valid. You know, you you did mention Bautista Agut over Fognini. I don't even know if that would be an upset, but that's certainly a plausible thing. Um even looking second round though, Fritz Mar- uh, Fritz Rayonich is interesting. Rayonich coming off of so much success at Indian Wells, you never know how your body's going to handle that transition into the next event. Although he's had a couple of days still, you know, in martyr Fritz, those are going to be two totally separate you know, battles for him. So just interesting to watch. Another guy, Dominic Team, he matches up with the winner of Matteo Berrettini, who I think made a final last week of a challenger. And Hubert... He won it. Yeah, oh, he ended up winning it, exactly. And then Hubert Hercatch, who uh, is coming off of, obviously, a great run at Indian Wells himself. team has got to be exhausted. I mean, you can only imagine some of the celebrating he's done since winning that title. You have to put him on upset alert, right? Yeah, I mean... I guess, yeah. I mean, it's tough. But
1: to your point, I really do like Baratini and Herkach. So I think both of those guys could pose problems. You know, if Team somehow sustains his his level from last week, I think he's a lock to win that match. But you know, if he's tired, if he's fatigued, you know, and he and he's missing because that's what happens with Dominic Team. I mean, when he's making his shots. He's super aggressive, and he's just on. He's going to beat Roger Federer and win Master Thousands titles. That's just – that's what he's going to do. He's that good. But we've also seen Dominic Team, especially on surfaces other than clay, misfire a little bit and look not so good. I mean, going into Indian Wells, nobody thought Dominic Team was going to win the tournament, right? I mean, he was kind of an afterthought, to be completely honest. I certainly didn't have him, you know – as one of my favorites at Indian Wells, and sure enough, he wins the whole thing, so yeah, I mean upset alert is tough but but I guess it's just upset alert, so yeah, no, he's got to be on upset alert in the first round
0: Dominic team going into Indian wells, he gets six wins there, he was two and four on the year I mean yeah, exactly, exactly. We saw how um, ugh, I almost caught myself saying it again. Let's just say the circumstances in Indian Wells played to Dominic Team's favor. Hint, hint. The courts were slow, and again, we we don't know if that's going to be the case in Miami. And so, yeah, I. The alert is on. I totally agree with you. Uh, we can move on to uh, other places of the draw. You know, Shardy Jerry winner against Jill Simone, who I don't know how he's still ranked twenty three. He's just so solid. A lot, You hate to put him on upset alert, but those are two explosive guys. Robin Hassa, if Gael Monfils isn't feeling it, you know, that's not a guy you want to play because he's going to slap you around the court. Uh, do I even mention Steve Johnson and Grigor? I, I feel the same way about. See, both I wasn't
1: now. gonna go. Th- I wasn't gonna go there. I, I knew you were probably thinking that, but <laughs> I, Steve, Steve is always on upset alert. Okay, that's <laughs> that's anywhere. So that one's just a given, and I feel bad for him. I, I I think he's struggling a little bit, obviously, and it it's tough because I mean Steve's been one of my favorite players ever since he turned pro. You know, coming out of college, I loved him in college. He's he's an awesome guy, love him as a tennis player, but he's, yeah, I mean, he's consistently on upset alert, and of course with Grigor, you know, we haven't seen him in a little bit now, so yeah, th- those are fair points.
0: Yeah, and then the other one, and look, I'm a fan of no matter, as long as it's not Jordan Thompson coming out of this with two back-to-back wins, but if Cam Nori versus Kachnov I'm happy with whoever wins that match. That that's a win-win scenario for me. So it's it's not yeah, even. An I don't upsell. I don't like
1: that matchup, to be honest. Yeah, I don't I, know if I, I, I don't, don't know if
0: Nori I, can hurt Kachanov. He can't. That's the yeah. problem. That's
1: yeah. I, I okay. could actually that could be
0: like a two and three. All right. Well, then give me. I think we we didn't get here yet. Give me your finalists and champion. Oh boy! <laughs> Come on, these are the fun stuff. We get to look back. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, out of the bottom half, take take one guess at who I'm picking out of the bottom half.
0: Well, I'll say this before you give your obvious answer. Two guys we haven't mentioned, Juan Martín Del Pocho, Rafael Nadal, both out of this tournament. Sucks that we're not going to get to see them. Yes. I'm sure you would have picked a rafa Federer final, but because <laughs> Rafa is not in it, you do have Federer in the final.
1: I do. I do have Federer in the final. I... I like his draw. I really do. Other than, you know, a possible tricky matchup with Stan in the third round. I just, I like the way that it breaks down for him. I think he's going to be able to get through, you know, no Nadal in his set in his half this tournament. So I think he's got, if he plays well as consistently as he did last week, I think he's got a clear path to the final from the top half. Oh man. I mean I I hate to do it. But I think I, I, I am. I do want to because I just my confidence my confidence in anybody else just isn't there. I mean, I would love to say, look, is John Isner gonna repeat and and win Miami again? I mean, but I just my confidence level isn't there with him. I'm I'm not confident picking that. I think Novak is is gonna be upset with the way that he played last week, especially in that Cole Schreiber match. And usually with Novak, once he gets a little frustrated, he usually comes back with a vengeance. So I think he's gonna be out to prove, you know, that he's still the dominant player, the number one player in the world. As I mentioned, he had a tough draw. So if he can get through those first few rounds, he's going to be feeling it. And the deeper that he goes in a tournament, the better he's going to get. He's going to get more locked in. So I think if he can reach the quarters, semis, he's going to end up making that final man. And when you when you look at the seeds and who's in his half of the draw, I mean, Dominic Team's sitting there as the three seed, but we already talked about how, you know, what does he have left in the tank? I can't. I just can't pick him to repeat and, and go to back-to-back finals. I just can't. I can't do it.
0: Well, I think the guy you're overlooking, guy we, we mentioned briefly, uh, Borna Chorch, number 11 seed. We've seen him have success at Masters Events China at the end of last year, Indian Wells last year. Now, of course, he lost uh, at Indian Wells to Ivo Karlovich, but sometimes when the big guy's serving like that, there's nothing you can do. If I was to guess the semifinals, I think it, it could be a Chorch Djokovic semifinal. It's awfully hard to pick against Novak Djokovic two tournaments in a row. Um, so you know, Djokovic in the finals makes sense, but uh, I don't know. I, I think that's if again, if I'm making a case for anyone else, probably Chorch and then Isner, just because he's going to have to serve with a vengeance. Yeah, I I get. Or maybe Milos keeps firing bombs. There are so many scenarios. Sorry to keep throwing these at you.
1: There are. There are. I mean, it's just back to the Chorich thing real quick. Because I really do like Borna Chorich as a player. I, I like his game. I like the way that he plays. But I does he have enough offense? Like, remember how team played last week. I mean, he was so aggressive. Just absolutely ribbing the ball. I mean, Chorich to me is one of those guys that... He's so consistent, but he tends to drift a little far behind the baseline, you know, and give up some court positioning. I just, to pick him to go to the finals for me is is just a bit of a stretch. I just, I don't see it. I think he could make a bit of a run. But I don't think he has a chance of getting to the finals. I, I don't, and I could be—I mean, I could eat my words. I mean, we could revisit this a week from now, and I could be completely wrong. I just don't see it right now. I'd rather pick a guy like Gaël Monfils, to be honest. Uh, you know, this is why you and Rafa
0: got along so well.
1: Well, he's been in better form recently. I mean, Gaël has been unbelievable. If he didn't have to retire, I mean, who knows what would have happened? He was set to match up did. with Team. Yeah, but he did. did. I'm just saying the way that he was playing prior to that, he was playing as good as pretty much anybody.
0: You're right, but it's it's so hard to do that over three weeks, you know, to do this two events in a row when all of these matches, it ends up being back to back to back to back.
1: That's true. But even going back a little bit further, Monfils won Rotterdam back in February. Which is just
0: adding on to his workload. He's played a ton of matches so far.
1: He has. He has, Look, but his I, form...
0: I would, I, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I agree with you. His form has been phenomenal. I'm just saying I do not feel confident with that pick versus a guy in charge who's been sitting on his for two weeks, itching to get back in the ring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I mean, we could we could go on and on, yeah. but it, we, we can we'll revisit see what happens. Exactly,
0: later in the weekend. Sorry, Rothman and Kale, but I don't think we're leaving much for you. Um, <laughs> you, you, you talk about that bottom half. He got sick in Indian Wells... But I'm taking Alex Virov, and I'm so sure of it, and this is the one. He's going to make another—he makes the final here last year. I think he lives in Miami a lot of the time. You know, he got himself a dog today at a shelter. That's obviously building excellent karma and was a cool thing to see. His portion of the draw, to have Chechenato, Gofen, and Tiafo as your seeds to get to the quarterfinal round, that that's something you want, obviously. I think, you know, you look at his section, the seeds, Tsitsipas, Shapovalov, Chilich, None of those guys intimidate Alex Svierev. And then, of course, you have Federer on that top half, Kachanov, Medvedev, uh, all great players. But I've seen it from Alex Svierev at this event. He did it last year. And I just—I think because he got sick, people got—you know, they forgot how good he was for hot sec, given that Shapovalov and FAA and all these guys stole the show last weekend. Uh, but just— Give me Alex Zverev. I I, I expect either Zverev Djokovic final is not unique at all, but Zverev Djokovic is probably the most likely scenario to me. I think the seeds got it right.
1: What do you think the chances are of a Zverev Isner rematch?
0: I actually really like when those two face off. Normally, we are not the biggest uh, John Isner slappies, but something between him and Zverev. I think it's because they grew up training together. At Saddlebrook, grew up. Alex Zverev grew up. John Isner was becoming er, and was already a professional. Um, but they bring out the best in each other. Man, Isner loves hitting ground strokes with Zverev and just banging forehands cross court. That being said, under ten percent.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna even I was gonna even say lower than that to be honest. Yeah. I I think it would be crazy though if that actually happened. It, that would be that'd be wildly entertaining. No chance. I mean,
0: no way. But
1: yeah, I I, I agree. That's why I asked that question yeah. just because. No, I, I
0: I you know I appreciate a good tangent. What about real quick? Tsitsipas does not get the result he wanted, losing to Fa in Indian Wells. And uh, you know he's had some time to recover after he played so much tennis at the beginning of this year. Chances he makes a run at this event? You think uh, Ctipas Djokovic is more feasible than Zverev Isner?
1: Yes, I do. Actually, (laughs) yes, I do. All right, I think I think that is more feasible. I think Ctipas actually could make a run. Uh, You know, looking at his draw, I mean, I would love to see a Ctipas Zverev quarterfinal. I mean, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be great. And I think if they get to that point, I mean, I you'd probably take Zverev, but. I I don't know, man. I mean, that could be a a potential toss-up depending on their form, you know, how they've looked, you know, in the tournament.
0: I I would love to see that. All right. Well, then, I'm trying to keep this one under 40 minutes for the sake of there was actually very little tennis today. Um, Give me your champion. Novak Djokovic. (laughs) I like that you took a little pause there. That's rare of you. Usually that comes off the tongue him or Federer pretty quickly.
1: Well, and I wanted to say Federer, but I just, I think, I I really think Joker's going to be out to, he's going to be mad, man. Joker's not used to losing. He does not take losses well. He's really going to want to come out and and play super well. And I think if he gets that focus, you know, a locked in Djokovic is going to beat anybody. He just is. He's because he's number one. He's that good.
0: You know how much I'm behind the Djokovic is going to end up with the most Grand Slams argument, but I can't uh, agree with you. So I think I have to take Alex Verov by default. Now. If we look back on this later on and we're checking the tapes and someone wants to hold this against me, I actually agree with Matt. I don't know how anyone, just given what we see from Novak Djokovic when he's locked in, I mean, three out of five, it's because he's so physically gifted. He can outrun, you know, outlast any player. Two out of three is a little bit different ball game, but just, uh, I don't know how you pick against him, but I love Alex Virov. I think he's, I just he plays the game he what he's doing is different than what everyone else is doing out there the way he's able to move the way he's able to generate power the way he's able to just do create the angle he does at his size yeah i, I i'm confident in it. give me alex sverev but all right, let, let's do one more thing, and then there's just a funny controversy from the day that I want to address. But, Matt, as I mentioned, there are 54 f-ing matches tomorrow. That is so much live tennis. You have the opportunity if you're skip playing hooky from work, if you want to go to the bathroom to watch some stuff, if you want to watch at your desk. There's always going to be an opportunity for you. Play starts at 10 a.m. Uh, on the outer four courts. The ribbon cutting of the stadium court is actually at 11. And then, as I mentioned, 54 matches throughout the day matt give me the three matches and i know that's tough because there's so many but you only get three that you think are must-see tv tomorrow
1: all right i'm gonna <laughs> go with <laughs> number one
0: because we, could, we with, could spend another 30 minutes on just the matches
1: well we could and, and this is the thing i'm gonna try to go quick here number do you one, want to
0: we could you know f- everyone else who cares what they say
1: No, we got, we got to cut this thing somewhere, man. (laughs) We'd be here all night. No, I'm going to go with Baratini, Herkacz, number one, two guys that I mentioned, I already really like their games, two young guys, up and comers. Uh, I think that's, that's a matchup that we're going to be seeing more of. And this is just going to be the first step, uh, you know, to see which one of those guys can get the better of each other and then have a chance to play team. So for me, I definitely want to watch that one. Number two, Sam Querrey, David Ferrer. I mean, that's a matchup that you mentioned it earlier, Alex. Querrey really should and and needs to win that match. I mean, Ferrer's on his last leg. He's playing this, you know, final tour. I I don't even know what we're calling it. His final final tour, whatever it is. But um, he's obviously a great player. I wouldn't be shocked to see either one of them win. Uh, but that to me, I want to tune into that one. And number three, give me the, the Tomek Burdick match. I mean, because it's going to be interesting, right? That's kind of a contrast of styles. Tomic the finesse guy, you don't know what you're going to get with him. He's going to be slicing and dicing and all that. And then you've got Burdick who's going to be out there gripping and ripping for the right to play Novak. So I think those are all matches for me that I want to, I want to take a look at.
0: If we name these episodes title quotes, it would be the right to play Novak because that's a hilarious way to frame it. You're not wrong. I'm just saying that that's very funny. Um, Noah Rubin versus Mikhail Yimmer. I'm glad you didn't mention that one. That's a qualifying matchup of two guys, both on the rise, both former Grand Slam finalists, if not champion uh, at Wimbledon, actually, funny enough definitely going to be fun to watch that one i think they played in a challenger final earlier this year and i believe yimmer got ruben in that one so still going to be a high level of tennis bjorn for tangelo versus andre rublev another qualifying match another one i'll be glued into i think that's later in the day as well or maybe it's on one of the outer courts but just that's some outstanding tennis and then You know, Amanda Nisimova, we didn't talk about her. She starts her Miami campaign tomorrow against Andrea Petkovic. I believe she's the second match on the grandstand court. I mean, the young American is just so talented. So any chance we get to see her on the pro tour, you know, showing her stuff, pay attention because that could also be the future of um, tennis. But with that being said, final thing to talk about, kind of stupid, but I feel like we have to mention it. It was all over tennis Twitter at the end of the day. One of the most... Interesting, creative, I don't know what to, how to describe it. Uh, Dennis Shapovalov spending his day in Miami off creating an interesting video. West off, if you could, uh, cue the clip, please.
1: am so excited, man. Got a day off heading to the pool. It's going to be so sick. Woo! Nobody check the forecast.
0: There goes my day off. Unless... Twelve seconds later. It's not so bad. I don't know why people are... Lightning. It's so peaceful out here. It's
1: not even raining so bad. Cannonball!
0: But yeah, I mean, Koe, what? first things first, what did you make of it? I, I mean, I, I was laughing at it. it you
1: know, look, I, I don't want to be the guy to knock another guy for having some fun and going out on a limb and, and trying to just... I don't know, give something to the fans and, and give some laughs and, you know, whatever it is. I don't know, but I really don't know what he's doing. I I don't. I mean, it's, you know, the rapping, you know, and now this it's, it's funny. I mean, I'll continue to laugh at it for everything that he posts, but it's a little bizarre. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it just, It it is. I don't know what else to say. Like I said, I don't want to knock somebody for for trying to have fun. And I think that's all he's trying to do. He's still young. The guy's 19 years old, right? He knows that he has fans. He has followers, people that want to see him post content. And I think he's just trying to, you know, put himself out there and give his fans, you know, just a different look at what he might do on a daily basis. I'm not the biggest fan of it. But it is what it is, man. I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and just rip the guy and call him an idiot, you know. I, I I'm not gonna do that.
0: So that was very, very diplomatic, and I think we can now up the scale. Crap and idiot in one pot, are you feeling alright?
1: I'm feeling great, man. <laughs> I am but feeling so, great. That was a
0: very professional answer. That was a great way of saying it. I agree do whatever you want, Dennis Chapaval. if you've earned that, right, you have had all of this success, and if this is the way you like to express yourself with these sort of videos, more power to you that you're confident enough to put that out there, but we can't let him put that out there and not rip on him a little bit, I mean, the guy f- covered himself in sunscreen, one of the most cringe worthy moments I have ever seen, I was like, Dennis, you rap in Indian Wells, that was one thing, simply because you asked her to replay the clip, or restart the music, and... That was bold, but whatever, you did that. And to follow it up with this, I mean, you had the 12 seconds later Spongebob clip, one of the defining quotes of our generation, so fine, I get it, that's funny. And I get what you're trying to do, interact with the fans, of course. That that It's hilarious. The whole thing is hilarious. That's why we're talking about it, because in the grand scheme... This is part of the charm of tennis. There's so many unique individuals, and I think the homeschooling process kind of does that to you. But that's a conversation for another <laughs> time. Uh, but it is so funny to see him do it. But I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. All I can say is, I definitely wouldn't be doing it. That's that's for sure. I mean, I wouldn't be doing it. But hey, that's just me. To each their own to each their own. If that's what Dennis Shapovalov, if he gets enjoyment out of out of making videos like that, eh, more more power to him. But I will say, I mean, as far as his rap career goes and and <laughs> it, if we want to call this maybe an acting acting or whatever it is, I think he's he's best suited to play tennis. I think he's I think he's a better tennis player than anything else. So, if I could give him any advice, I would probably just tell him to to stick to tennis because I think he can have a great career playing tennis. Uh when it comes to rapping or acting, not so much.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. Everything about it was so enjoyable as you mentioned. Yeah. Stick I mean, yeah. I mean no don't stick to tennis do whatever you want it's it's hilarious but just make sure you're making time for tennis you know do not divert the attention from tennis to the rap game that would be a uh... <laughs> an, an interesting choice although I would listen to a Shapovalov Shaq collab, uh, collaboration and I will say this I, I can guarantee you I haven't talked to him yet but Sam Swank Seth Feder will make the De- Dennis Shapovalov video one of the videos he posts on the Cracked Rackets content so get ready for our rendition hopefully stakoyak it's not me or you because we are pale enough as is we don't need sunscreen all over us <laughs>
1: that, hey that's why I already said it, it, it wouldn't be me man it, it would not be me <laughs>
0: all right well then let's leave things there uh obviously so many matches to watch tomorrow so much tennis and be on the lookout for our mini break tomorrow and every day of the week uh monday through friday we've had so much fun doing these so far and with miami you know booting up again you're not going to want to miss any of the results so be sure to listen rate subscribe review share with your friends this podcast as well as our other content the great shot podcast and the correct interviews podcast matt i want to give you the final word any final thoughts
1: no, let's get ready for Miami, man. I- I'm pumped again. It's just going from Indian Wells. It's like it's like the appetizer. You just get a <laughs> you get a good taste of it, and now we get another we get another course. Right. So I'm I'm ready, man. Let's go.
0: Perfectly put. Well, then shout out to our super producers Max Fligner and Daniel Westhoff who have an f- <laughs> editing job to do. But one last time for my incredible co-host, Matt Stachowiak, for our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westhoff, and from our entire team at Cracked Rackets, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Stachowiak, what do we tell our fans? That's a break. <laughs> I love it, and we will see you all tomorrow. Enjoy Miami.